Welcome to season two, episode two of Behind the Membership. Today, I'm talking with Janet Murray, who runs The Studio, a membership site helping business owners to succeed with marketing and PR. Now, Janet actually has a whole ecosystem around her membership with a different range of services and products on offer and is focused on building a clear progression path for her members through her products. And in this episode, we dive into the role the studio has in Janet's business and how that membership has evolved over the last few years, actually resulting in a rebrand and a refocus that Janet is currently undergoing at the time of this podcast. Janet also lets us know some of the things she's doing differently to help with both attracting new members and with keeping existing members. And I love that some of these things that Janet shares are definitely not commonplace in the membership world. You'll have to listen in to find out what those are. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. On today's episode of Behind the Membership, I'm joined by Janet Murray, PR and marketing strategist from janetmurray.co.uk and the Studio Membership. Thanks so much for joining me today, Janet. It's really great to get a chance to speak with you about your membership site. Thanks so much for having me. I'd really like to actually just kind of dive straight in. So obviously I know a bit about the membership, but could you just tell our listeners a little bit about what the membership site is, what it offers, who it's for? So my membership is basically there to help small business owners who who want support with their PR and marketing. So how I usually describe it to people is I help small business owners to promote themselves more effectively so that they can make more money. That's generally how I describe it. Um, If I was to sort of talk about my, my kind of my ideal client or certainly the kind of people that tend to be attracted to my community, they tend to be often female business owners who, and it just happens to be that they're often kind of mums who are juggling their business with, with, a, uh, with a family. And, and they're often frustrated when they come to me because they know that they should be out there online promoting their business. So they know they should be blogging, they should be doing email marketing, they should be doing social media, they should be promoting themselves in the press, but it's not all quite coming together. For them. So as a result, they're not earning as much money as they, they'd like to. And so they come and work with me in my membership, which is the, the studio. And, and basically I support them with that and we, we've got kind of like four main pillars in terms of how the content is organised so at the moment we've got kind of four key courses so we've got a course on content so blogging we've got a course on email marketing we've got a course on, on social media and one on press so these kind of four pillar areas but also I bring in experts to do twice monthly masterclasses on issues and topics that we want to go in a little bit deeper on Um, I also have a library of interviews with journalists from my live events that I run which I think people find really useful we have a weekly office hour on a Wednesday when people can drop in and ask me questions and I also share my webinar content so there's kind of about four or five different pillars actually at the moment I'm in the process of of a kind of rebranding and reorganizing the content which I can talk about a little bit more if if that's helpful Um, but that's does that kind of give you the general idea yeah yeah that's great so actually you mentioned it there so tell us a little bit about the the rebrand and the the reasoning for that so my background is actually PR but it's interesting because I'm a PR person or expert I guess who's never ever worked in PR so my background is is journalism so I spent 18 years writing and editing for national newspapers like The Guardian and kind of early on into my well but but basically I I was kind of working as a journalist and then I I kind of um, noticed that that people were out there kind of sending these really kind of dreadful pitches and press releases and I was on the receiving end and thinking god this is awful and and what kind of really kind of I don't really I know, got on my nerves about these 
pictures and press releases that they often came from PR companies that have been hired by small business owners. And as a small business owner myself, I've always been freelance. I was kind of a bit kind of irked by this. And I thought, you know, actually, I'd really like to help these people and educate them on how to, to get press coverage and get in the press. And so cut a long story short, I started a blog and started sharing information about this. And you know, initially, it was how to write press releases. And then it was how to write pictures for journalists and how to find journalists, all this kind of stuff. And in the process of, of kind of starting to promote my own business and my own services because I started to, to offer to kind of help help small business owners with, with that kind of stuff. I, I amassed all this kind of knowledge myself about how to promote my own business. So I ended up starting a podcast. I ended up kind of really learning all about email marketing and social media. So so when I first started my membership, actually a couple of years ago, it was really focused on helping people to get press coverage. It was really focused on on teaching people how to get in national newspapers, magazines, radio and TV. And then I just kind of started to realize that you know, and looking at my own business and how I was promoting my own business, that that's really only part of the, the puzzle. So, so I started then to kind of help my members with things like email marketing, with with blogging content, podcasts, YouTube, that kind of thing, social media, and and I kind of started to to kind of help people with PR in. The, the broadest sense. So, so that's almost like kind of phase two of my membership. I'm now kind of in phase three. And what I've noticed recently, or kind of the last six months or so, so I felt like I was creating all this, this kind of really useful content to help my members promote themselves more effectively. So, you know, I mentioned that with kind of four pillars, blogging, content, as I tend to call it, email marketing, social media, press. But I felt like, I felt like it wasn't really clear to my members, like what the outcome was for them. And so I sat down one day and I just kind of worked out like what are all the kind of PR and marketing activities that you need to do to get to certain income levels in your business so what sort of things should you be doing to get to 1k a month what sort of things should you be getting to two and a half k a month and then 5k and 10k and I came up with this whole list of things and and that's basically what I'm doing with my membership at the moment I'm restructuring all of my content so that it's really clear for members when they come in what kind of activities they should be doing kind of at the first stage of their business what should they be doing as they're getting more sophisticated and starting to grow their income. So I'm trying to tie in those kind of PR and marketing activities much more with, with financial outcomes. And I mean, I'm just in the process of doing it at the moment. I'm having a new site built and I'm reorganizing all of the content, but it feels like that's really resonating with my members because suddenly it feels like that's the point. I mean, when you're teaching people about PR and marketing, I think sometimes people see it as a kind of activity or something else on their to-do list that they have to do. But of course, you and I both know that like marketing and PR is like the lifeblood of your business. If you're not promoting your business, then you're not making any money. So so that's kind of phase three of my membership. Does that kind of make, make sense? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And how long's the membership been running for now? So the membership's now been going for about two and a half years. So the first year I was focusing mainly on teaching people about press, so kind of traditional PR. Second year I broadened out and, and helped people with PR and marketing in a much broader sense. And this year is the new phase when I'm doing the same sorts of things and helping people with the same kind of things, but just tying it more closely to financial outcomes. I've now got about 350 members at the moment. Awesome. So it's kind of been quite a natural evolution then as the membership's kind of grown and as, as your business has expanded. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like frustrating about, I think I've heard you and Mike say this before, but the thing about having a membership site is that like it's never done, is it? Yeah. And so I was sat there today and I was plotting out how I was going to reorganize all of my new content with this new membership site and, and kind of like new focus to my business. 
and and I was looking at like where the gaps were and new content I needed to create and then I was thinking oh god but in a year's time this stuff is probably going to feel out of date and I'm going to have to update this again <laughs> and and I think I mean the thing about being a membership site owner is that you're constantly learning from your members and they're they're showing you like where the gaps are what they need help with and and it can feel a bit frustrating because you kind of feel you're getting somewhere and you get on top of something and then there's something new that you feel you need to create but I guess that's going to part of the fun part of the challenge yeah it's either creating new stuff or updating existing stuff (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. so I want to hit on something you said there actually about your your wider business so um, I know you've actually got quite a lot of strings to your bow not just the membership so where does the membership actually fit in with everything else your business offers so I feel like my membership is at the heart of everything I do. So I also do live events. So I do a couple of live events every year. So I've got one that I do in the summer, which is called Media Influence Live. And that's where I get um, a group of journalists, high profile journalists, and also influencers, so bloggers, podcasters, YouTubers, to come and talk about what they're looking for and how to get in touch and how to pitch them and that kind of thing. And then I have a content planning masterclass that I run later in the year. And I'd say about 50% of the people who come to those events are in my membership. Um, I also have another small membership, actually. So I have something called the Media Diary Owners Club. And basically, cut a long story short, but um, a few years ago, I brought out this this media diary, which is an A4 desk diary that you can use to plan out your, your content. And it's got awareness days and key dates that you can use in it. And after the first year, people were saying to me, I really love your diary. It's really, really beautiful. But actually, some people were saying, I didn't really use it. It was so beautiful. And I just didn't really kind of make the most of it. So I thought, okay, what can I do about this? So I actually ended up launching another mini membership um, called the Media Diary Owners Club, where where they get a monthly email with additional dates. We have four quarterly group coaching calls and some additional content that actually I took from a live event. So I've actually got two memberships. <laughs> I often forget that. So that's another kind of source of income for me. I've also got a couple of online courses. I also do speaking. I do consultancy, I do one-to-one consultancy, um, but I also go in and do media training um, to various organisations. So I've also got a book as well called Your Press Release is Breaking My Heart. So there's lots of different income streams coming into my business, but for me, the heart is the membership. So I feel like if I spend, I spend most of my time and most of my energy working with my members, and I've just actually introduced a, a mastermind group at the top end of my membership, because again, at the end of year two, and I think I probably with a bit late to the party on this, but I realized that some of my members were outgrowing the membership and they'd actually used quite a lot of the content. They were making quite a lot of progress. And so I've set up a, a mastermind group for people to progress onto. So now the way I'm restructuring my membership, I've got, uh, so my main membership is for people who are looking to get up to about two and a half grand a month in, in terms of income. And then my coaching groups are, or my mentoring groups um, are aimed at people who are looking to go to 5k a month or 10k a month. So what I'm really trying to do is create progression because I think one of the challenges with the membership is that you get people in the membership and particularly if people are really keen and they're really motivated and they get through all the content and they start doing really well and, and where do you take them next? And I think if I was going back in time and redoing things, I think I would have thought that through more carefully. And um, now I'm trying to create this kind of clear progression route. And that's actually, it's working really well because I've got people in my main membership who are saying like, I want to be, this is probably not the most flattering way to put it, but they're like, I want to be in rich bitch group next year. <laughs> um, I want to be in that high end. Um, which isn't the most flattering way but I kind of like it you know and it's kind of giving people like aspirations and they're seeing other people in the group who are progressing and different income streams are quite a a lot of balls to juggle but the membership is certainly I feel like that's the center of everything that I do if I look at my media diary and who 
advise it my books and my media diary owners club and my events then you know I'd say the majority of people who buy those products and services are are in my membership so so that's really the heart of everything I do yeah and do you find that you also you transition people that buy those products into your membership as well so it kind of works both ways yeah, definitely. And particularly with my live events, I always think that when I've got people in a room for a live event, that is the ideal time to tell them about my membership. And, and to, to we always set a target, actually, as to if we've got 100 people in a room and 50% of them are members, will, uh, our members will set a target for how many people who are not members we'd love to get into the membership. So I, I talk about it throughout the event. And one thing that I do at my event as well is, is we, we create a really nice um, – nice physical program a hard copy of a program and we put a picture of every delegate in there and all their social media handles and we actually label up which ones are in the membership and so as I'm talking about the membership during the day I'll say and by the way you know if you are interested in joining then you know don't ask me go, go and find you know some some people in the room who are members and ask them what they think and generally we get a really good conversion of people at live events uh, that's just one example who will then join the membership and often I find that and I think about my sales funnel, like the book for, for lots of people might be their first step of their first paid product they buy from me. The media diary and the media diary owners club might be the next one. Then they might come into the membership. And, you know, the way I'm sort of looking at it at the moment is ideally I'd like people right through that journey. So, you know, that, that my book might be the first thing that they, they buy my media diary and then, you know, hoping to take some of those people right through to my, my coaching and uh, mentoring groups. Yeah, so you've you've really got something to cater for everybody there. And as you say, that progression through the different products and stages, which is great. And I love that about you putting the members in the in the guide as and saying to ask them as well. That's great. Yeah, well I think you can't do any better than than getting your own members to sell the membership for you. So there's a couple yeah. of other things that we do is we we have um I think I've mentioned this to you before actually, but one of the most successful marketing strategies that I use is I have these things called open days. So I used to do webinars and I found that they didn't really convert that well. So what we do now is um we're actually on an still on an open and close we open and close on maybe four or five times a year and what we'll do is we'll invite people who are on the waiting list to come and and come to one of these open days where we'll show them in the back of the website the membership site show them what it looks like show them the, the content and I'll actually get some of my existing members to come along on that call so we'll do it on a zoom call and I think there's something really powerful about that you know I can say how brilliant the membership is and how helpful it is and I can put out blog posts and put out testimonials but actually to get on a call with people or to meet them in person who are actually members who can say yeah this is really working for me and these are the results I've had you know that's that's to me feels like a really powerful way to promote the membership yeah I love that that's kind of like just real-time testimonials really and case studies and yeah that's really powerful yeah we also do things like um we when we were just about to open the, the studio we'll we'll let members know that we're opening it up and say look if you've got a friend that you'd, you'd like to introduce then if you make a referral then you get a little bit of time coaching with me so in the past and this is getting a bit unmanageable now as we're getting bigger uh, they might get a kind of 15 20 minute call with me as a, as a reward for introducing someone what we're doing now is we're, we're turning those into group calls so um we'd do like a group coaching call and if, if they refer somebody they can come and take part in one of those those group calls like a mastermind style call um and that works really well as well because i think you know you can't do better than getting you know a personal referral that's that's the most powerful kind of referral you can get i think yeah definitely definitely and they and they work wonders for memberships as well and mm. um, one thing i'm quite interested in is you actually price your site in in british pounds which obviously we're in the uk but 
you often see the kind of pricing in dollars as kind of the done thing for for kind of online businesses. Was that kind of a conscious decision because you wanted to attract mainly UK business owners? Yeah, it's something that I'm still kind of like grappling with at the moment. And actually it's got, I mean, I'm really keen to to attract more international members. It is mainly UK at the moment. But I think when I started with my membership, I mean, I've sort of joked to Mike about this in the past, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I just had all this content. I was like, I've got all this valuable content. I've got all these kind of online uh, programs and, and these interviews with journalists, which I think people would find really useful. I'll just package them up and I'll turn them into a membership. And so I just kind of like, I just... I just kind of put something together and didn't really think about it too deeply. <laughs> and um, as the membership's grown, um, it's a question that's come up like time and time again. And I am wondering now, I'm at the stage now where I'm thinking, well, should I turn it into dollars? Because I do think it could possibly be off-putting for people who are from other parts of the world. Another thing that's challenging as well, and I guess you might come across this as well, is that we have our afternoon, we have a, a group um, coaching call, we call it our office hour every every Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock. and that's um, GMT or BST and you know obviously that's that could be tricky for people who are on the other side of the world we do I do have some some international members um but it's like where do we move that times you know because whatever time you move it to it's always going to be inconvenient for somebody isn't it yeah. um so these are kind of things I'd, I'd be interested to get your perspective on it actually because these are the things that I'm actually grappling with moment and with at the moment and and you know what what would your advice be well it's really interesting for us in terms of the the live times because that is obviously something that that we've struggled with as well and the majority of our members are you know I would say 70% of our members are in America so we always kind of did our our live calls late in the day so we did them you know between 6 and 8 p.m UK time so that we're kind of midday US time and we actually did a poll of our members saying you know what time what time would work best for you guys and we gave I think six different time options and the one that came out the best was actually 2 p.m. UK time. So we'd been presuming that, you know, for the US people doing it, timing it in our evening so that it worked for their for their kind of midday would be the best option. But actually they, they wanted it early in the day because apparently Americans tend to get up early and our UK people wanted it before the school pickup. Right, yeah. Kind of thing. So we've actually gone from from doing it at kind of, 8pm to doing it at 2pm now based on that member feedback. So the best thing I think with those kind of live situations is to ask your members to do a poll and, and see what kind of the feedback they give you. Yeah, one of the things really challenging though, and I guess you have this as well. So recently somebody asked me whether I would move it to midday because they're in, um, I think they're in De- Denmark and I was, because it, it didn't fit with their nursery times or school pickups, of course. But, you know, for some, another person would come along and say it didn't fit up with, <laughs> with their pickups. Yeah. I, I chose 2 p.m. because I have a lot of mums who, who pick up kids from school, basically. Um, so, so 2 p.m. seems like a, you know, a good time um, and it means that, you know, we tend to wrap up on time as well and not overrun because everybody's got to go. Um, but yeah, no, I think I will definitely poll. And also about the dollars, I feel like, I mean, this is just my gut, but I feel like in the UK, we're kind of used to seeing things in the dollars in dollars, and we wouldn't necessarily find that off-putting, but I'm not sure whether my members from abroad would find it off-putting to see everything in pounds. I mean, the members I have got from abroad tend to be Anglophiles, like they're kind of in it because they like the fact that a lot of the members are Brits, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're kind of in it for that. Yeah, I mean, I think in our experience, Americans especially, you know, if it's not in dollars, they don't necessarily, they're not as used to having to convert money. Yeah. So it takes them a little bit longer to work out, okay, so what does that actually mean to me? 
mm. uh, financially whereas I think us Brits are definitely a lot more used to kind of having mm. to pay in dollars and kind of just mentally doing the math or or kind of writing it off I think yeah or just using an online converter <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah so I think for for international audiences we consistently see kind of dollars as being the better option yeah yeah now I think that may well be a move that I make in the next uh, few months actually as I'm rebranding yeah. <laughs> so what do you um you know we've talked about a few different things there but what do you think has actually been your biggest challenge so far with the membership gosh that's a really good question I think the I think what I didn't realize when I started a membership site and what I'm learning more and more every day is that not everyone's like me so when you have a you know, so, so I recently um, joined a membership site and I don't need anybody to give me a tour of the site. I don't need anybody to kind of like send me a, a nurture sequence or whatever in my first 12 days of being a member or whatever. I, I'm somebody who's very much like if I've joined it, I see it's my responsibility just to kind of get stuck in and go and find what I need. If I've got a problem, I'll ask. But I think the one thing that I've learned as a membership site owner is that you can't run your membership site thinking that everybody's like you. <laughs> And, and you have to you have to really be sensitive and accept that everybody is is very different. So I'm just learning things all the time about my members that are helping me to to give them a better experience. So, for example, we have this this live coaching call. Um, we call it the office hour on a Wednesday afternoon. Now, it never occurred to me in a million years that some people might not want to join that call because they were scared of you know they just didn't know what to expect. So they you know so we just put in the email. It's a Zoom call, and we would say things like you know you'll be on you will be on video or you'll you know we'd explain what zoom was and how to get it and you know you you, you may be on video but you don't have to be and you know we give a bit of background but I realized that that wasn't enough and some people were actually not joining the calls just because they were a bit scared of their first one and they didn't know what to expect so I've learned okay so I need to create some content around that to help people um also people who are um in danger of leaving I think I've got better at, at helping with that. So we, we do a monthly thing now. We call it a, res, we call it a reset call. So um, if we notice that there's people who haven't been engaging very much um, or haven't been in, in, in our membership area, uh, then we'll invite them to a reset call and just say, hey, come along. You know, we'll show you back around the site. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know about some of the things that are coming up. And that kind of thing has been really really popular um, I've also created some key blog posts as well like like I just, again I just didn't realize that people would need like a blog post which is how to get the most out of your your uh, membership of being in the membership site or I've even got a blog post on what to do if you lose your mojo with the membership site <laughs> and, and, and the more that I learn about my members and the things that they're struggling with the more content I've created to support them with that. And there's always more things that you're thinking, oh, I think they could really do with a video on that or they could really do with a blog post. But I think that I've, you know, the, the kind of things that I, I just wouldn't struggle with myself, but as a membership site owner, I've learned that the more sensitive I can be to other people's needs and instead of thinking, oh, God, well, I don't need that. I think, okay, well, people are asking for that, so I'll create that for them. And the more I think that you can support people to get the best experience, then the more likely they are to stay, the more likely they are to tell their friends about the membership and feel good about it. Um, so I think what's really, really hit home to me, I think particularly in the last year, is that like the most important for me, thing for me is customer care and just kind of looking after the members and, and, you know, and it's hard when you've got quite a big group, but helping them kind of feel seen and feel like they're not just a number in your group, you know, so we've like, you know, we, we've had a few members, unfortunately have had 
bad luck recently. They've had bereavements or they've had one lady broke her arm. We've had, you know, good news. We've also had some babies and things. And so we try and send our members like flowers or cards or, you know, try and support them. And that's obviously as you get bigger and bigger, that, that gets harder. The other thing as well is people asking questions about, so, so I've actually recently taken somebody on in the membership who I'm calling our membership care manager. And her job is literally to kind of hang out. We use a Facebook group for our community. And her job is literally to hang out. When people ask a question that, that we know we've got content to help them answer that question, she'll just jump in and say hey have you looked at session four of the content course or have you looked at this really great masterclass with Mike Morrison or something that will help answer your question um, and so yeah I, I've, I've just really learned that like customer care and just looking after the members is, is the key to to making sure that they stick around and hopefully they progress as well yeah I love that I mean I think it's always so much easier to to put effort into keeping the members you already have than just consistently trying to get in new members. And I know you mentioned before that you work on a closed model anyway. So you've kind of got that that additional time to a certain extent to nurture those existing members. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I came along too. I, I did a, a really fantastic mastermind session with, with you and Mike and some other membership owners in London a little while back. And I think I decided at the end of that session that I was going to go open open all the time for my membership and I still haven't managed to do it and the reason is because for a few reasons so first off um I, I think because we've been taking in maybe 50 or 60 new members at a time then they need a lot of care and you know we, we do like induction calls and lots of things to kind of help people settle in so it's about like oh it's, it takes so much time to kind of get people settled and, and make sure they're happy and, and you know they they know what's what and they know where to find things um and and so I do want to kind of move to kind of having it having it open all the time however I don't know if it's something just about my audience and and, and I think I do need to experiment with this is but they do seem to find it quite difficult to make decisions and just having the membership open and saying, look, it's only open till Monday and it's only going to be open for a week this time round. then, you know, otherwise it's going to be closed again. It does, it does encourage people to make a decision. Otherwise I think I might have a lot of fence sitters. Um, but I know that Mike's got quite strong feelings on this. <laughs> and um, I know that you've done research as well and you've like, you've tried both ways out and you've, you've, you've looked at the stats. Um, so I definitely want to experiment with it. Um, but yeah, and that's what, I mean, that is one of the things I find hard actually as a, as a membership a site owner is obviously having lots of new members coming at the same time and I know that's one of Mike's arguments for why you know why you keep yours open all, all the time and I've chatted to him about it but um but you know it is it is hard work you know like inducting new members and, and helping to kind of feel settled or whatever um so it would be nice to kind of spread that spread that out but yeah as you can as you can probably hear this is something that I'm still a little bit undecided on yeah I think there's arguments for both approaches really and it, it just a lot of it comes down to what serves you best what serves your members best and mm. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong to that yeah no it's certainly something that I want to I want to try but actually I've been so busy inducting new members that actually finding a space <laughs> we can actually try it it's actually quite a challenge yeah uh, so what's actually been your favorite thing about running the membership then what's kind of been your highlight I think it's the relationships that you build with the members which sounds a bit corny doesn't it and it probably sounds a bit cliched like but I think that's really true I, I was worried actually when I started a membership because my background is journalism so the way I've worked for years and years is you 
you get an assignment, you do the research, you speak to the people, you do the interviews, you write the article, and then you move on to something else, and you move on to something else, and you move on to something else. And so I'm a bit of a commitment phobe. So, <laughs> so in my professional life, I'm a bit like, I kind of just like to do a project and get it finished and move on. So that's why I thought I would be more naturally suited to the online courses. But I felt I have got an online course and I've done them and I just feel frustrated because I feel like when people do a course or something, they've always got questions. There's always things that come up again and again. So so I think that the, the membership, although it, it's almost kind of opposite of the natural way that I like to work, I feel like I've actually been able to make real relationships and real friendships with, with people in the community. And like just seeing them like saw, you know, seeing seeing them sort of come in and they're a bit unsure of themselves and, and they're not, you know, they're, they're kind of like not really sure how to market themselves effectively and they're making a lot of mistakes and then kind of seeing them just start to fly and start to flourish. It sounds corny, but that's really nice. And, and when you're kind of taking that journey with somebody um, and I think being part of a membership means that you can kind of almost hold their hand over a, a much longer period of time. And now like I'm getting to work with some of them in in my mastermind coaching groups you know that's amazing because you know I, I was doing a coaching call earlier on with some of my members and and I just got that lovely feeling at the end of it when you just all look so excited because you just had a really good call and you feel like people have like you know really made progress so I like the fact that I'm sort of growing I like working with the beginners but also I like the fact that I'm also kind of growing this kind of um group of of high if you like that I can go a bit deeper with um, and also I think um, like people ask me all the time about my membership and how much time I have to put into it and if I'm really really honest because of the way it's structured because with a membership you have to have a structure so like Wednesday is our membership day and that's the day that we put together our newsletter that's the day that we have our group call that's the day where we do a lot of our, our membership work and because we've automated a lot of the email sequences and actually I'd say in terms of the hours that I spend it's probably the thing that I spend the least time on day to day although there's been a lot of upfront setup if that kind of makes sense yeah so it feels like a real win-win if you know what I mean yeah and I let's just talk about that a little bit more then so what what does a typical week as a, a membership site owner look like for you now so I have um, I've organised my working week because I'm very much a morning person. I like to get up early, as you know, because <laughs> we've been out like in that we were out in San Diego, weren't we? Um a few months ago and you saw me running along the <laughs> yeah. running along by the sea at some ridiculous hour of the morning um, but I'm very much a morning person so I try to do my content creation and that might be blog writing that might be email marketing whatever it might be in the morning and then I, I do calls and podcast interviews and coaching in the afternoon so in terms of my membership I might be doing I, I would tend to go into my membership every afternoon so and I'll go and see what members have been posted posting going and, and help them with things but the main day, it's just this one day a week. So this Wednesday that we tend to work on membership, we tend to put the newsletter together. Um, obviously, we've set things up like, you know, we have um, conversation starters every day in our in our group Facebook group. And, and I'm kind of like jumping in and, and, and looking at those as well. Um, but yeah, it's mainly kind of like this one day a week that we're putting most of our resources. I've also been able to outsource um quite a lot of the I mean I mentioned some of the roles that I've got already I've got Hannah who does my membership care and her job is literally to kind of you know I paid her to watch all of the content and um and, and so basically when somebody has a question she can she can send them to exactly the right video exactly the right class or sheet whatever it is that they need which is is brilliant um my assistant now um collates because we send out on a Wednesday we send a, a we send around to put everybody's wins we celebrate you know what people have um we get them to post what they've 
they're really happy about that week and we send out so that those are my assistant um she looks after that for me she collects them all together she knows quite a lot of my members anyway um and um yeah so a lot of it is kind of automated the the induction sequences is, is automated the um i've i've um, outsourced my my induction calls to my assistant um the reset calls i still do those um and I do the Wednesday, but but basically, yeah, the, 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 the only time I have to kind of really show up in person is for one hour a week on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, the rest of the time, often it's just kind of jumping into the group and helping people with things. Um, I'm just about to create a whole load of new content because I'm, I'm reorganizing the content in the site. But yeah, it's actually fairly kind of, because it's kind of well organized, I think, and I've got people helping me with the key things. It's it's actually kind of fairly, fairly low maintenance. Um that that that's probably doesn't really you do, do you know what I mean what I'm yeah. getting at yeah definitely and I think that I think that's great because you tend to see that some membership site owners like yourself they've got everything really organized it's not a huge strain on a day-to-day basis and things to keep the membership going and then you have the other side where maybe you're, you're working on it every day and and constantly busy with the membership so I think it it's really interesting how you kind of have those two two opposite sides really and and I think having that organization in place that you have there yeah. you know obviously because you've got all these other streams to your business as well presumably is really important to make sure that you can focus on those too yeah and the other thing as well is we have these two expert masterclasses every month so twice a month I'm usually bringing someone in who isn't me to deliver a class on something that you know I'm not an expert on and and I guess that, you know, again, I get my assistant to, I say to her, oh, I would really like to get this person. She gets in touch with them and asks them and she sets it up and sets up the Zoom call and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of this stuff can be outsourced if you know what it is that you, you want to achieve. I feel that my time is best spent actually helping the members and work with work, working with them and giving them advice. And one thing that I still do, which I do need to change, but actually it's so valuable, is when we get new members in, I do, if they want it, I give them a 20-minute induction call where I will actually personally like you know get on a call with them um I've had some people say to me that I shouldn't do this this is too much of my personal time and too much access or whatever but actually for me I feel like it gives that member a, a good start they they feel cared about because they get on a call with me and I talk to them about their business I also feel I can direct them I can say to them look you know I know there's a lot of content in there, but actually this is the best thing that I think for you to start with. I can give them some, some quick wins. Um, and, and I know some people would say that maybe that, <laughs> that isn't, you know, that isn't the best use of my time, but I feel like I learn so much from those conversations. I learn so much about what the members need. I learn about what they don't need more of. And, and, um, and for me, it's been also really good in terms of growing the mastermind and the coaching groups, um, understanding which members, because essentially it's almost, it's almost like a discovery call. So when yeah. I get onto that call with a new member, Essentially, it's like a discovery call for the mastermind because some of them I will spot straight away and I will say to them at the end of the call, look, I can see that, you know, in three months, six months time, I think you're going to be ready for something more. Are you interested in finding out more about joining my my coaching, my, my mastermind group? Because actually, I think you might be ready for it. And um and, and it helps me identify the people that might be ready for more. It helps me identify people that might struggle. Um, so I do think there's quite a lot of value in it. Um, but obviously, you know, that does take a, up a little bit more of my time. But I think it's kind of a useful use of my time. But as, as we get bigger, I'm going to have to rethink it because I think it's just not going to be practical. <laughs> yeah, but as you said, as long as, it's, as long as it's sustainable and it's helpful for both you and the members, then, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing at all because 
if nothing else, it deepens that relationship with the members as well. And as you said, helps you to get them off to the best start. Yeah, exactly. And I feel if you get people on the, off to the best start and they feel like you actually do care about them and they've got, you know, you, they've got to talk to you as a membership site owner, I feel they're much more likely to be loyal. And another thing we've started doing as well is we've started offering exit calls. So uh, when somebody says that they want to leave the membership, we say, you know, obviously that's fine. But um, if you want, you can book a call with me for 10, 15 minutes and I'll just have a chat with you um, just to kind of give you some you know, just, just, it's not even a kind of like, I want to find out why you're leaving. It's just like, would you like to have a chat with me before you leave? I'll give you a few pointers about some things you might want to think about. Um, and in that conversation, you know, I might say to them, um, you know, I've noticed that you're doing this and it, it'd be really good if you did more of that. And, and, um, you know, I'd really like to see you, but, you know, so I'll give them sort of some, some pointers. Um, but I've also managed to, to a few people who have got off the call and said oh actually I think I want to stay (laughs) so I think that um that's probably quite valuable not everybody takes it up but it's something that we offer yeah that's really interesting I'd be um interested to see how many people do actually take that up from you and how well that actually works for either getting people to stay or getting people to come back later on yeah I think that's the thing as well I think you have to think that that people might you know they might leave for now but if you can kind of keep that relationship like you know on a good footing and you know I mean I try not to kind of be too heavy-handed and like oh I really want to know why you're leaving or whatever because I think that can make people feel a bit uncomfortable and a bit and and actually we didn't touch on this before but one of the things I do find hard as a membership site owner is 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 that balance between um when people aren't interacting like when you notice that somebody hasn't logged on for ages or they haven't been in the community I, I find that that quite challenging because on the one hand you know, they're your customer and if they're not getting the most out of it, you want to reach out to them and say, hey, I noticed that you haven't logged in recently, blah, blah, blah. You know, do you want any support? Do you think we can help you with? But I've noticed that some members, they find that, like they find it a bit of a pressure and it and it can actually kind of like make them a bit cross and a bit angry so I think you have to kind of like I've had a few members who've got a bit angry that we've done that um because I think it, it can kind of trigger emotions in people where they feel embarrassed or, or whatever that you've that you've noticed that they weren't participating and also I think the other thing is that some people join memberships like I know some people join my membership because they want to be connected with with me like you know they might want to you know, speak at one of my events in the future, or maybe they want to be on my podcast or something like that. And and there'll be some people who will be quite happy to pay the annual fee just to maybe have that 20, 20 minute chat with me or to um, be on my radar for my podcast or something like that. And and so I, I do find that quite a tricky one to navigate. And that's the same with the exit interviews as well. I think if you kind of get all heavy handed with people and start, you know, kind of interrogating them about why they're leaving. <laughs> um, so I try and kind of just keep it positive and kind of say, you know, um, you know, I just kind of wanted to have a chat with you about where you are with your business and, and, you know, give you a few pointers about some things that you might want to think about. And, you know, if you have got any feedback, great, but don't worry. And, and that seems to be working. We're quite early on. So, you know, in three months, six months, I might be able to give you a bit more feedback as to how well it's working. But I've certainly, um, a few people have decided not to leave as a result of that call. Excellent. Yeah, that's what you like. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) So what impact would you say having a membership site has actually had on your life and business then? I think as I've touched on before, it's actually, it's kind of helped my workload to be become more manageable, I think, because if you set up a membership in the right way, and I've certainly been very inspired by the content that, that you and Mike put out on that, then it can almost kind of run itself where, you know, like I say, we have our Wednesdays where we, we do our membership stuff and, and I have the Wednesday afternoon call and I pop into the group every afternoon and 
but actually it's kind of tickling, ticking along quite quite nicely and and it means obviously you've got regular income coming into your business I have a I have actually much more annual members than I have monthly members and I kind of prefer annual members because I feel like they're more invested but as my price has gone up I'm getting more more monthly more monthly members but it's nice to have that recurring income um it gives you a little bit of stability and also it gives you a funnel of people who might buy you know in my case they might buy my other products and say Services. Um, so it feels like it, there's a kind of stability, there's a security. Um, as I've touched on, you know, it's not without its challenges. Like, you know, I'm in my kind of third, <laughs> ver- you know, like my third version of my membership. And I'm, you know, I'm guessing that like it may well go through some some other but you know as I learn more about what works and get better at what I do you know it, it will change again um but I do think I think I've said it a few times now but stability you know and that kind of like predictability which if you're running online courses and you're constantly on that kind of launch like up and down type thing um but I, I feel this has given given me just kind of um sort of stability but without kind of feeling like I'm kind of trapped in some kind of job or something if you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, and it gives you that, as you said before, that platform for everything else that you're doing as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So if you could go back to the start of of setting up the membership then and the business, is there anything you'd actually do differently? Oh my God, like loads, like everything. (laughs) Um, So the first thing I did was actually, because I am the kind of person that, I mean, I'm a big believer in kind of like minimal, minimum viable products. So, you know, don't, like with my media diary owners club, my little mini membership that I set up, it literally is um, a little bit of content for coaching calls and um, a couple of pages in the back of my website because I'd not done it before. I didn't want to spend loads of money hiring developers and stuff, you know, and I, I see a lot of people who are starting membership sites, actually a lot of my clients and they spend huge amounts of money, like, you know, get, getting membership sites built and everything. And, you know, they don't even know if people want what it is that they're offering. So I'm kind of like the opposite. So while that's good, because I, I, I move very quickly and I set things up very quickly. The downsides are I sometimes make mistakes. So, so I, because I, I basically had all this content, I could see that I could turn it into a membership. So I just did that and I used Teachable to start off with to host, host my membership. And I kind of wish I hadn't done that because I had to kind of then move everything off Teachable. Um, uh, you know, once I realized that probably was, you know, I wanted to kind of have it all on my website. I had to kind of move all my content off and move all my members over. And that was like a right faff. And I wish I just kind of started having, hosting it all on my, my website. Um, I also think that I, well, possibly that maybe I start off too low. So, um, I've actually got some members in my group who are paying 50, as little as £15 a month for their membership legacy members um, because I initially, I just kind of wanted to test the concept so I kind of put it out there as like £15 a month and I got loads of members and actually loads of them are still with me uh, unsurprisingly because they're on these like legacy um, memberships um, and some of them are on kind of annual versions of that and so I don't know actually if that was a bad thing or a good thing because and again I've heard Mike talk about this on the podcast before but but I wouldn't dream of putting the prices up for those people because they're loyal and they've stuck with me all along, you know, through all these different changes or whatever. And yeah, I think actually they're probably only the main things like using Teachable, I, I think was probably a mistake because it was a right kind of faff to, to undo it. Um, maybe undercharging a little bit to start, but actually that did mean that I got um, I think one of the challenges when you first start a membership is a lot of people are worried, like, what if I've only got like 10 people in it or something? But it meant I was able to start with a, like a, you know, a really good group of people who could bounce off each other. And um, it felt like a community right from the off. Um, so they're probably the two main mistakes. Um, but everything else, I think like I've, 
I've just got better and better and I've learned more. I think the key thing I've learned is that is and this is what I'm trying to do now is just to link the content much more to the outcomes. So, so um, why do one people want to learn about PR and marketing? Well, they want to learn how to do that because it can, you know, that's the lifeblood of your business. That's what helps you make money if you're not out there promoting yourself. But I think I'm only really starting to kind of like get that message across in how I'm marketing my membership. And, um, and as a result, you know, I'm getting better and I'm getting, you know, always got a waiting list of people who want to join, but they're probably the main things um, I think in terms of mistakes and, I don't think you even asked me about mistakes. Did you? You just said, "What would you change?" And I started telling you about my mistakes. I think it's kind of essentially the same thing, though. A lot of the time, because a lot of the time, if we were going to do something differently, it's because maybe it it wasn't the best decision in the first mm. place. But mm. as you said, you know, your memberships evolved so much over the last few years as well as any membership site will. That what you have now and the decisions you would make now would be very different from from when you were first starting and putting your toe in the water kind of thing. Yeah. And of course you learn so much and you learn, particularly you learn from your members, you know, and, and, and they tell you what they want and they tell you what they need more of and less of. And so I'm, I've got, and I've got better at listening to them and got better at kind of noticing them and still got loads more to learn on that. I think it is a constant learning curve. Yeah, definitely. I think the, as you said, the listening to your members is such a key to, to when you are going through those evolutions of, of actually making sure that you're evolving in the right way. Mm, definitely yeah but I also sometimes think you have to be kind of like um brave and bold I know I'm going through a, a kind of whole brand change at the moment and I know that there'll be a little bit of a kickback from some of my members and not just my paying members but members of my wider community but I I, I know I did this with my book actually but I remember like I, I put out all these um these these ideas I have for my my book cover and the one that I went with which has been really really popular and actually a lot of people said they bought the book just because they love the cover so much <laughs> um, uh, some people were saying you're making a big mistake you know if you choose that book cover it, it's you know it's going to kill your business it's like the worst thing ever but in my gut I knew that that was the right thing and I think sometimes as well I think I do listen to my members a lot but I think there's some decisions that you do you have to listen to your own gut and and your experience as a business person um and I think some of the changes that I'm making now I think once I think once my members are kind of they see the new site and they see what I'm doing they're going to they're going to love it because it's all going to be so much easier for them. Um, but I think if you ask people sometimes about things change, people, a lot of people just want things to stay the same way, don't they? <laughs> and, and I think sometimes you just have to be a bit brave and bold and, and you have to take a decision um, that you think is best for the membership as well. So it's a bit of a balance. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, as you said, it is that balance because yes, you want to listen to your members, but them telling you something if that doesn't necessarily correspond with what is best for you or the membership in as a whole Mm. then it is finding that balance between between making sure the membership works for you and and your goals and that it also is delivering what the members need as well yeah and I think also you've got to look after your own well-being as well like you know one thing I've never done is I've never held sessions in the evening like um, master classes or um or coaching calls and some of my members have said to me that they would like that and again it might be something I have to rethink if we do go more international but it sounds like if your members are anything to go by that maybe I wouldn't have to but I feel for my well-being that I need to just keep my evenings free so I can go out running or I can like go shopping or whatever I need to do I think that my my well-being would suffer if I felt that I was tied to the membership in the evenings as well as during the days and I think I might start to 
to feel resentful. So that's one place where I thought, yes, I'm going to listen to my members. But actually, the best thing for me is not to run classes in the evening and not to have uh, workshops and, and um, group calls in the evening. Yeah, I think that's so important to, to, as you said, have this work for you, for your lifestyle, for your goals, for your family. Otherwise, you're just going to end up presenting doing it. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I really love the membership at the moment and I love the way it works. And I love the members. So anything that would make me feel resentful is not good. <laughs> yeah. So other than the, the rebrand, what does the future hold for the membership? Kind of how, how would you like it to look 12 months from now? Well, I think it's going to be a big period of change. As I say, I'm organising the content so that it is much more tied to income goals. So I'm hoping that when members come in, depending on where they are with their business, they'll be able to kind of pick out the content that, you know, are they looking to earn 1k a month, 2.5k a month, uh, 5k, 10k, that that, that that will very much become um, kind of part of the culture of the group um i really want to grow the mastermind coaching side of it and i just love i wasn't sure if i would actually and i think i brought this up at our mastermind <laughs> i wasn't sure if i would but i'm really really enjoying working with smaller groups um so i've got a, i've got a group of 10 people that i'm working with at the moment who we're calling our they're like a, a rising talent and top talent groups um and I'm just really enjoying being able to spend time because you know sometimes when you're in a membership and you feel frustrated because there's a member and they're struggling with something you think god you know if I could just grab like half an hour with them on a call I'm sure I'd be able to sort that out yeah. or, or sort them out with that problem it, it's kind of quite frustrating um so I would love I think by the end of the year I would love to have uh, maybe 12 people in my top talent group and maybe as many as 24 in my rising talent group so that's my kind of 5k a month and there's even been talk <laughs> that we might have an emerging talent group because one of the bits of feedback that came from the members is that some of them like you know they were kind of like well it's a bit of a jump from two and a half k a month to 5k a month you know could you offer something in between we might we might do that but um i think i'm i'm, I'm hoping that my top end will have grown basically and thinking longer term than that I ideally at the end of the day would love to have a seven figure group but I need to get the seven figures first myself <laughs> but you know I'm, I'm now starting to think a lot more strategically when I first started out I was just like hey I've got this content and um, I'm just going to kind of create this membership and see what happens but now I am you know I am very much thinking well I may well need to you know hopefully I might need to have a seven figure group in, in in the future what might that look like um, and and what I don't want to do you know with the membership I, I, I I guess there comes a point where maybe people will have done everything with you and, 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 um, you know, there's no more to do, but, but I'd like the, you know, the member journey to be, you know, at least a few, a few years. And, you know, one thing I've said to the members already is that I, I don't really want to see them staying in the, the main membership for longer than a year or two because, you know, I want them to progress and I want them to, to kind of like really you know, earn, earn what they're, they're worth. So um, I think that, you know, sort of growing at the top end, I think, and the, the coaching and mentoring, um, working with smaller groups as well, that's something I'd really like to grow. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. And I've got no doubt you'll, you'll be able to continue to grow it like that. I really appreciate you joining us to talk about the site. I think, you know, there's a lot of great nuggets in there for everybody. And if someone's interested in finding out more about you or the membership, uh, where can they find you? The best place to find me is at my website, which is janetmurray.co.uk. I'm also very active on social media, so you can find me on Twitter at jan underscore murray. Um, I'm over on Instagram at janmurrayuk, and you can find me on LinkedIn.
LinkedIn as well and um, you know just just get in touch yeah and if you ever get the chance to go to an event where Janet's speaking as well she's an excellent speaker so definitely jump at the chance to go and see her live as well Oh, thank you. That's nice to say. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so really just thank you so much for joining me today, Janet, and and sharing some of those behind-the-scenes details. Um, I I love that you're doing some things a little bit different to other people in terms of having the open days. I think that's a a really excellent idea and the exit strategies and things and how you're working those top-tier masterminds into things. It's, you know, you're doing a lot of, of great stuff from the sounds of it. Oh, thank you. And I'm very much inspired by you and Mike um, and, and the content that you're putting out there. Oh, well, thank you. I'm really looking forward to seeing how the membership continues to grow and, and hopefully we can get you back on next year and, and see how things have gone. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. That's it, folks. Massive thanks to Janet for joining me on today's show and sharing her membership journey with us. A great takeaway from this episode is actually how Janet has listened to her members and their needs and gradually expanded the membership to benefit members even more. I think the clear progression Janet has from membership to higher level mastermind is absolutely brilliant. And there's a clear focus on really wanting to help members achieve those 2K, 5K, 10K months and more. I hope you picked up your own takeaways from this episode and I'd love to hear what they are. Let me know over in the free Membership Mastermind Facebook group. And if you're not yet a member there, then head on over to talkmemberships.com to join. If you'd like to pick up the transcript or show notes from this episode, then head on over to themembershipguys.com slash btm12. And if you'd like to find out more about Janet, then head on over to janetmurray.co.uk. If you're a business owner, then she has a great podcast that you're really going to want to check out. That's it from me for this week. Join me same time, same back channel next week for another episode. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Behind the Membership, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback encouragement and advice the member site academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start manage and grow a successful membership website so check it out at membersiteacademy.com